we're in that we're in that real weird time for yeah. Oscar fans is that we're ending pretty soon ish for MLS and we got World Cup which is gonna be kind of interesting. Yeah. That's right around the corner, which I'm have, still having a hard time getting my head around. You know, when they're you know, talking about the friendlies and how bad we are looking, whatever. I, I don't know. I, they're friendlies. I'm not that concerned about the run-in, uh, those warm-up matches, you know. But it's like, what? you know, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, the World Cup's just like right around the corner. It just, it's like November, if I'm not mistaken. Um yeah. So, no, it's not. November. I can't wait I until November when we do, when we do the. Yeah, but it'll be cool. Um, you know, for MLS uh, base players, uh, it'll won't have to cut their season in half like normal. Uh, the Europeans will get a taste of that. So, yeah, um, it'll be interesting. So. Uh, but yeah, um, I'm not sure who I'm wanting to win the MLS Cup since uh, Cascadia is all out. Um, yep. So I, I didn't even make it to the last. I gave my tickets to my uh, my future daughter-in-law and her sister for the Sounders final game because uh, they wanted to go, and I promised them they, that they could have the tickets at once. I mean, it's a couple of games ago. I said, yeah, I'll give you, you guys can go one more time. I'll give you the tickets. There'll be some weekend that you guys can go. Because they wanted to go. So well, how about this weekend? This, you know, this is a couple of weeks back, and I was going to be out of town anyway. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, it's in Kansas City. That's not going to work. So I then said, well, I'll just give them these. So. And then they went, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, think about soccer players as opposed to other athletes. Uh, uh, they'd reached out to Raul Ruiz Diaz. Well, um, her sister did. She's in high school, you know, a high school junior. And she said, you know, I, uh, you know, and our tickets, my tickets are right behind the bench. And she said, hey, if, if I bring something, could you sign it? Um, you know, and he's like, um, you know, I'm not playing uh that last game and i don't know if i'm going to be out on the field but i'll tell you what i'll i'll email you or i'll message you a parking pass and you can just park next to my car and i'll just sign up for you in the parking lot so uh so he did he sent them a parking pass to park in the players lot at lumen got a got to meet all the guys i mean she got a whole her she got this her jacket and it's just all filled with signatures got it you know and this is just reaching out to raul on instagram and he said yeah sure no problem here it's just easier for me i'll just do this so yeah they got to park in the players parking lot so i mean that was cool you know and who does that you know can you imagine russell wilson you know Oh, yeah, just meet me in the parking lot at wherever in Vesco Field is at Denver Stadium. I have no idea. You know, mile high. It's still mile mm. high to me yeah. uh, doing something like that. So it was cool, and they had a good time. Uh, the game was a tie, kind of sums up our season this year. We start great, give up a goal, get one back, give up a goal, tie game. But it's hard, you know, I've had a couple of uh, debates with people I know, fans that are all – disgusted on the season how disappointing it was i said come on guys we won the champions league and we had to pay a price to win the champions league and part of that price was we played a lot of games and we lost some key players to injury i mean Rui diaz was hurt off and on all year Chao paulo which i think if anything proved he's probably our most valuable player he was out after that final for the whole season and you know we just ran out of gas. That's just kind of the way I look at it. I don't think they need to change a whole lot for next year. I think the Sounders are going to be good, even if they did nothing and mm-hmm. they just went with what they had. I think they would be pretty good. So I'm sure there's going to be some changes. But um, you know, we won the Champions League. You still won a trophy, so you know it's hard to get that upset. Yeah, it sucks that our our streak is over, but you know. Think of all the money I'm saving. So sometimes you got to look at it just pragmatically. Think of all the money I'm saving. But if I had to pick, I'd love to see the union win. I don't want 
either LA team to win. I don't really want Austin just because of I don't like Anthony Precourt. Mm. Uh, but I prefer Austin over any of the LA teams. No offense to my friends in LA. I just not a big fan of either team, but I like to see the the union. That would be cool. Not NYC again. No, nah, I'd rather see the union win it. So you Yeah, know, that's a, get, it's it seems like this time this year is the makeup for all of the last couple years. Yeah. For them because I mean the the East has been weird. I mean, I, I saw Mark Fishkin put up that that mm-hmm. of the last and years because there's been some times where the Red Bull haven't made it yeah. that they've been now at different team every year. Mm-hmm. It's never been the same, which is interesting because considering the fact that since United back in the 90s, I mean, yeah, we got taken out by FC Cincinnati, a team that I know that's crazy. Dunk. It's been a laughing stock, and it should have been Louisville City. But not uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, I don't really mind Cincinnati. I mean, not that, but they've definitely uh, have printed the blueprint on how not to build a major league soccer team. And granted, I think St. Louis has taken that blueprint and said, oh, yeah, let's see if we can top that, you know, because um, I think uh, St. Louis has got a DP who's a goaltender or goalkeeper mm-hmm. and that, you know, not to say that's not an important position, but it's not a position you have to spend a lot of money on. I mean, Stephen Fry makes half a million dollars, which is a bargain. Uh, you know, but I would be willing to Andre Blake. I'd be willing to bet is not a DP for uh, Philadelphia. No, he's probably paid pretty well, but he's not a D- though the Mar- the Mariners, uh, the Sounders did try to sign Fry to a targeted out with using targeted allocation money and the league said no so hmm. which i don't agree with if i have one beef with the league i think if this is your cap this is how much money you have to spend these are all these various whatever uh accounting mechanisms as garth likes to call them uh but once you've okay, this is the tools you use to build your roster and how you want to build it should be totally up to the team and the league should stay out you know if they want to spend all this money on whoever then they should be able to, you know, because if they don't know what they're doing, they're going to pay the price, you know, and they're going to be bad. Yeah, But the league needs, I mean, we are 20 some years in now. The league just needs to get out of its own way a little bit, you know, so. I mean, but we've been saying that, you and I have been saying that every every month since you and I have been doing this for four or five years. So, so I mean, that's that's par for the course. But, I mean, the sad thing is someone like Andre Blake, unless it's he as an American citizen and does the one-time switch, he's stuck yeah. here. He can't I go. He, he could now because he's he, uh, he's a full international. Yeah, and he's he, and he can't go to the UK unless Jamaica does something well. So he ha- oh. he has to he has to go to the continent. Yeah, that's cr- well. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, that's he's probably good enough. I mean, he's good. Yeah, but like you say, his you know, he's going to be limited on his earning power if he stays here just because he's a goalkeeper and a lot of times they can go cheap, uh, cheap-ish, I suppose. We're not talking about a team that spends a lot of money anyway, the union, but they get value. Obviously, they're getting good value. They have a good academy system because, you know, they keep selling players. They're like Dallas, only they seem to win a little bit more than Dallas. Yeah, which, they're like the which, salt they're like Salt Lake of the East. You know, they get in a lot of finals, yet they never bring it home. I mean they were in the three they're in three open cup finals, I think in a row or like three in in four years and lost mm-hmm. all three. You know. So maybe this is their year. It'd be cool. And I like to see Jim Curtin do well because a lot of people yeah. ah, you know, they, they keep crapping on him. Hey, he, he, he's happy. No, he knows what he has to work with and he seems to do all right. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's still at least one Canadian team in there because I mean, Montreal is just got that Conte kid who should be within the next year or so over in. Yeah. Yeah. He's, they, 
they just they keep unearthing the then that's the type of thing like Montreal has to they do. They are good too. When I saw them play, I'm like, damn, because they played us and they they put it to us. I went, wow, they're good, <laughs> you know, and they are. Yeah. So that's what, that's one of those things. I mean, it was uh, Waniyama. I've got to watch it now because. There's Victor Wambi Wamiyama, the midfielder that mm-hmm. played with yeah. um with right. now, and this is getting like huge NBA fan. There's a Victor Wambiyama gonna be like the next greatest player of all time. And I'm looking both at I'm looking at both online, trying to like Google or see which one it is. My yeah. with my Google history, it always goes back to the um, Montreal guy, without fail, yeah. without fail. But that that's good thing <clears throat> is the like Dallas keeps ha- has that just express lane to the Bundesliga. I mean, yeah, they do. Got, they got Richards over there, and Richards is now with Crystal Palace. Mm. And I mean, and they forget. Taking- Weston McKinney was a youth player for Dallas. He just never signed with the first team. He went right to Europe. Uh, so yeah, I mean they keep doing that with Dallas. It's just like they keep looking in and get okay. Here, gone. Here, gone. Here, gone. Here, gone. <laughs> just I mean, like it's yeah. It's, I know. I know Flamenco is up here. I know Flamenco is up here scouting. I know that one mm. for a fact. They're trying to set up uh, up here. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know they're trying to do it. And there's some me- there's some really random teams, because I was thinking with, well, I'm still out of work to do some type of job, stuff like that, and try to help people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I would think something more. If you have good like that and good teams, I mean, I'm surprised Seattle does work in agreement with someone overseas. Because, well, we did back in the day, uh, back in the uh, 90s, you know, when they, when Neil Farnsworth was like the the owner back in the A-League and all that, they had a deal working agreement with uh, Werder Bremen. Uh, you know, so, I mean, it wasn't like now, it was very, probably very low-key for Bremen, mm-hmm. but, you know, yeah, they did, you know, they had some kind of strategical whatever with uh, Bremen. I mean, they have, I know they, but it's more not that they're, that they're the feeder. It's more for them. You know, they had that team in, I think Ghana where, where, wherever, where they found new who, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, and then they did something in Tanzania there for a while. I know they had the 10, 10, Tanzania, like, Board of Tourism was a sponsor, you know, one not. year, and I think they brought in a kid uh, to try out, you know, for the res- played with the reserves and ran up a huge phone bill in the hotel, yeah. calling home a lot. Now he wasn't doing anything crazy; he was just calling home. But I think there was a, mis- I think they were saying, no, you have to pay for those yourself, and he's like, nah, you pay for them. So I think the team ended up paying for him. I don't know how it was resolved, but yeah, he just ran up a huge bill because he was homesick. You know, he wasn't oh, doing I- anything crazy; he was just homesick. You know, so I mean, he was young; he was probably like nineteen, maybe. So I get it. You know, so and that would have been yeah. like 2010, 2011. So yeah, yeah you don't, don't- no, nothing. We'll yeah, see what yeah. happens when the new uh, when the new um, training facility gets open because they actually moved the, they I think their offices are already in that space where they're going to be now. They're developing the old Long Acres, you know, where the racetrack used to be, which is kind of which is literally like a half a mile, if that, from Starfire. So it's real close. Mm. So it's, that's good for them, you know. And it's it's close for me. It's just down the road. Um, but yeah, it's I don't one thing. You know, since the new TV deal kicks in next year, and it's all Apple, it's on Apple TV, and they're doing everything, so no more local broadcasts, which it's kind of a bummer. I kind of that, think they that sucks so much. I mean, yeah, I wish they would have kept everyone. You know, 
I mean, some of those guys are probably going to get brought into Apple, but I agree with, I read an article with Steve Davis and Mark follow you know, and he was talking, he said, well, what's the advantage of local? And he said, well, knowledge of the club for one thing, you know, so, I mean, I was like Dave Johnson. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, he was it's in the DC net, United. you know, he's DC United. He's been since like, yeah, exactly. Since the beginning, you know, uh, I mean, Donnie, yeah. Donnie came off the field and went right, right. into the <laughs> with Real Salt. He's out in um, sporting cases. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Donnie will probably be absorbed into the Apple because they're going to have to, oh. they're going to need announcers. Uh, so a I'm lot of sure those guys, like Zach Wani, I think, will have a shot because he's actually really yeah. good as a, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I kind of wish they would have kept their local, uh, the right to negotiate a local deal separate from that if they wanted to. I mean, it's not like other sports. I mean, every sport, you know, Major League, the Mariners have a local television and radio deal and a national one. I mean, and if they can't do it, they're great. You, you, have, you still have the Apple deal. It's a big deal. Yeah. But why would you hamstring a team that wants to go out and maybe negotiate like a radio? I, I would just like to have a radio broadcast, a real radio broadcast, not just a simulcast of the TV. Because the thing about radio, they, they paint the picture. On TV, they don't yeah. have to paint it. So when you're listening to it on, on the radio, which I've done just because uh, I've had no choice, um, I just uh, radio de a dedicated radio, you know. I don't care if it's AM or FM, you know. If you can find one, other than the Spanish language, because those they get, but you know, I can't listen to Spanish language uh, soccer broadcasts, even though because I don't understand my my span, I can't keep up, and my Spanish isn't that good, so I can't keep up with the the guys. But they're so excited. I was listening to a World Cup game, USA versus, I think it was the USA, uh, it was in South Africa, that World Cup, you know, and then they, 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 they get so excited, and I'm working, trying to listen to it, and all of a sudden, they would, the voices would raise, and, and I'd be running out to the TV, and there's, well, there's nothing going on, but I had to give up, and just, I'm not going to work for the next 45 minutes and just watch that this until halftime. Then I'll go back in and then I'll come back out, you know, cause I was, I was running back and forth. It was, Oh, Oh, I'm missing something. I go out. Nothing. They, they're just, they're so into it. You know, and if I could understand Spanish enough to listen to it on the radio, it'd be great, but I don't, and I can't. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I, I get with, Donnie being taken, and I get with probably Dave Jackson or maybe yeah. five going. I mean, I mean, it's not like Mark is, is, is hurting for work. I mean, he's a Mavericks voice, but and he does college football. But I, I'm sure yeah. those guys get paid, you know, per gig kind of deal because a lot of those uh, really yeah. top notch guys they're all over the place. They pop up all over the place. You know. Yeah, I mean, um. Uh, um, is literally all over the place in Kansas City. Um, I think he was pretty close and a half for um the Jayhawks. Did that work? Yeah. I I'm biased because I listen to the I listen to the at KU because the voice of the Jayhawks is guy not me. But you have I mean, Hollowell doesn't need any more other jobs yeah. at this point. Yeah. He's my age and in Dallas, I mean, he does, he yeah. could pick up another small, small one. But I mean, between he's, he's good. Local he's college good no football. And, with football, local college. Basketball, soccer. Yeah. Well, he's really yeah, good. I mean, he's got everything. Yeah, he's got everything. And, yeah. and I'm and Donnie's everywhere anyway. I mean, he's, yeah. he's yeah. <laughs> He's scaled back things significantly in the last year, but he's he's still everywhere. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Uh, it'd be interesting. I don't know if they're going to remote it. It'd be nice to have because it's also nice to have 
uh, people on the ground. I, and I granted, yeah. I know with COVID and all that, a lot of teams stopped doing that. I held Sounders who had always had people on the ground, didn't do it. You know, uh, they did it from Lumen, no matter what, where they were, they had their guys and at Lumen and then they would simulcast from wherever this team was. And it's like the Rapids have done that for years, just stay in Denver and do it from the, off the teleprompter or off the TV, which, I mean, you can't really tell, but man, it would be hard. I, and that just says a lot about how good they are, the, the announcers. Because for me, it would yeah. be hard trying to call the game off of the TV. I mean, I get it when you're doing like the Bundesliga or some like a Europa League game that's in, uh, you know, uh, Ferenbaros versus somebody in Budapest. I get why you're not putting boots on the ground in Budapest from, you know, here. But uh, I would like, I wonder if the Apple guys are going to do it all from like a studio or they can, they're going to be on the ground. But it would be kind of cool to see Ross Fletcher get a job back and, and call Sounders games again because he's still in the air. He's still around. I still hear him on the, on the, uh, on doing some sports all the time. So, you know, he's still around. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that this, because I, I know when they shut everything down for COVID and they were just, they were just doing it on the local team, the Bill. Yeah. They just they just out of Ralph. Mm -hmm. um, right. No matter where they're John playing, Murphy's, they just yeah. John Murphy over in oh five maybe yeah oh five or oh six from then. But what he was saying is because he has a local show during this um football season, he says. The odd thing for him wasn't the camera because of being in the NFL, you kind of have to have the. Um, That's true. You, yeah, you look have up monitors anyway. Yeah, you'll have a different monitor than what you see on TV. He says that the annoying thing for him was having the piped in sound. Yeah. The flat, the flat um, stadium sound. Because it was not going with the what was happening, right. and, it, and that with the pills, Josh was starting to really get now. I mean, now they can't break a stop. I mean, six, seven, and running over people like they're at running four, three. It's freaking absurd with that kid. But anyway, yeah, he he makes he makes Jim Kelly look small, and Jim is six five. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. You forget. I'm saying height. Yeah, I'm saying height wise. I mean, because Jim's 58 and been through cancer three times. He's not the same yeah. body, but but still, those He's still two standing away though. Holy mackerel! A guy has got nine lives, Jim Kelly. Um, oh yes. And that, yeah, I know it's not football. Oh, well, it's, it is football. It's another code of football. But I loved that Bills team. You know, with Andre Reed and. Thurman Thomas and yeah. Kelly and uh, Daryl Talley. I love and Don Beebe. I think it was Beebe. Yeah. But yeah, that, that team was, think how different that, that narrative with the Bills would have been if Scott Norwood makes that field goal. You know, then the other blowouts yeah. don't matter, you know, because they won one. It's like the Vikings. Yeah, think how different it would have been in that there in that um, giant Super Bowl if the drink my uh, my dry the night before because that's oh, why yeah. that all happened. They drink that thing dry. Well, I, yeah, I didn't hear that. That's right out of the NASL. <laughs> you know, Thurman the, the helmet. So the play before the miss is Kenneth Davis, and Kenneth Davis does not get far. Right. So, there's a lot more to that than No, I know. Just... I figure that that much. But, I mean, Norwood there's... was really accurate up to his limit. But once he got out of his limit, you know, he had from whatever. Because it, was it wasn't a long field goal, but it wasn't a short. It was like no. 45 yards, maybe. 47 yards. It was something like that. And, I, and, I mean, there's a reason why goal is living in a rented house because all the I, he's not doing well 
physically, yeah. emotionally, every CTE and everything has gotten him. Yeah. Kent Hall is dead. Kent Hall been dead since right after the Super Bowl, basically. Super Bowl, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, he, he drank his liver out. So, I mean, and I don't know where she... Well, Cornelius is still playing, but he's batshit crazy. But that's that's something different. It's not crazy, like, you're going to run away, you're going to call a cop. It's, he's, he's playful crazy. Yeah. And very funny. But no, that's... Oh, where were we? Shoot. Um, you know, that's yeah, they, what I'm looking at. The, the one bit... Yeah, they drank themselves dry, but um, that's going to be the weird thing with the World Cup is that the the some of the players that are going to go are sitting out for a month. I mean, Aaron Long's yeah. out with Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zimmerman's out. There's Nashville out. That's a that's a role reversal a little bit. You're right because they're going to be down. I mean. They're done, you know. Both those teams got eliminated, and that's that's a gap. That's long enough just to start losing your fitness, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, noticing Arsenal is playing Matt Turner a lot more right now. I did see that. Yes. Hey, I think he should be our number one anyway. But uh, he's definitely making a case now. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting because I don't know um, if Berhalter is. Are they going to do like every other country and go a different? You know, as you notice, most countries, and we should learn because how many second stints have uh, of our head coaches have gone well? You know, not not many. You know, was they went up? You know you. Arena had that great World Cup in 2002, and then they went to Germany, and they just laid an egg, you know. And mm-hmm. then, it's just the way it works. You know, usually you go through a cycle, and then you get a new voice. You go through a cycle. Sometimes they bring another uh, one of the old voices back, but it's still – it's just a new, a new direction, even if it's an old guy. I mean, like the coach of Spain that had won – basically everything in that stretch. It was like his third time coaching the national team uh, in various stints. But are they going to bring, keep Burhalter after this World Cup and move on to something else or carry on to the next cycle? Or are they going to find another coach? That'll, I mean, some of it will depend on how, how he does, of course. But I mean, uh, if he completely shits the bed, like 98 was. Yeah. Then yes, because I mean, if you, th- and I know this is, this is going back to that mm-hmm. 20, wow, that is 20 years. I just, he's for a, <laughs> one, of, one of the Indians wanted something about World Cup, and I'm like, okay. Yeah. Two 98, but that's a barely. Years ago. Because that's the that's the that's the summer before my freshman year in college. Because I watched that at Kansas, and I yeah. remember clearly. Because all of us were just. But anyway, I'm like, I'll. But Samson completely. Dead in I don't know so if that's entirely that... fair though, because he. Um, some of that I put on the players. You know, I put it on. Uh, John Harks, because, uh, you know, he suspended him because he had no choice, basically, you know, right before the World Cup, yeah. you know, dude, you can't be sleeping with one of your teammates' wives, you know, and he, he, and the thing is, he did it, but he didn't tell anybody why, why he did it, he just said, this is a, per, this is a private matter in the team, we're going to keep it in the team, and he took a lot of heat uh, for it, so, I mean, yeah, he did shit the bed, but some of that Entire wasn't entirely. I won't put that all on him, you know. But yeah, that team just that team just went into the World Cup in a bad way, just because of all that, because of that shit, you know. Because you know that had to divide the team. Because there's people pissed oh. probably that he wasn't on the team. Probably people pissed that he did that, you know. And, then, and Wallace doesn't play that whole that 
whole World Cup. Yeah. He's unused. Now, maybe at that point he's getting too old. Maybe. To play. Maybe, and I'm I was kind of, but still, I mean, and Tab Ramos not playing for a year before because of it because of the injury. I mean, yeah. that might be the only thing that takes Burhalter completely. That completely is everything. Now, do you for an extra cycle? Who knows? Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, Who I knows? don't know. Yeah. Who knows if the next four years, um, Marsh lo- loses at um, Leeds. And I don't know if it necessarily has to be a European-based manager. I think the, the, the managers in the Major League Soccer are getting, are getting better and better every year. It's not like uh, the early – it's not like uh, – uh, no, no offense to Bruce. I mean, Bruce is a legend. Ziggy Schmidt is a legend. Uh, but, you know, it's not a lot of good just college coaches that just moved up. You know, these guys uh, – played in the league and now are, are coaching in the league and they, you know, they've learned, they've been academy coaches. They've been, they coached, you know, they've moved up the ladder in U S soccer, various, you know, leagues and what have you. So, uh, uh really the only one out of MLS that you could possibly take and he's probably a little bit too old to do it is the, um, founders coach right now. Yeah, maybe, uh, you know, I think that might be a job that you could pry him out of out of Seattle for. Yeah, but uh, isn't isn't Brian all in his mid fifties at this point? Yeah, he's he's uh, a year older than me, so he's actually probably fifty nine. He's almost sixty, but that's not old. Hey, come on now, come on. No, I'm saying coaching. <laughs> no, uh, coaching. Reality wise, let's be honest. You, you're not. A, you're not a. You're not. A, <coughs> You're not a typical 58-year-old. No, I, I am atypical. I'll give you that. <laughs> and, and the whole concept of what age is is, is an archaic thought to begin with, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, one person's 58 is not another one. I mean, no, you got that right. I'm, sure, I'm sure you know people your age that look your age, that yeah. act your age. That, that are old? Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. And, and that's just not I mean, me. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be yeah, that guy when I'm 80, let alone now. Yeah. You know. So, and I mean, real, you're not gray-ish. I mean, you don't look old no, gray. that's true. I, apparently, according to my girlfriend's mother, who's 86, she yeah. and she's uh, uh, she's a character, but she's starting uh, her mind, her short-term memory's a little dicey. Her long-term, she can tell you something. In 1936, in graphic detail, and but she had a hard time with short term, like what happened last week or two hours ago. Um, sometimes she'll repeat herself, and so we've me and her have had conversations where we're having the same conversation and, and just different answer, carry on. Mm-hmm. But she looked at me and goes, "You have a lot of gray hair." I said, "Oh yes, yes I do. Thank you." I just started because my beard's white. Yeah. You know. And that's the problem. That's the problem. And you're you're dark, so it comes yeah. out. Yeah. <coughs> it comes out a lot more with someone like me, who's I'm. Uh, what am I? I'm ish. I'm more dark. Yeah. I'm more brown haired. It's forty three, and don't really you can't really see the gray with me. Yeah. Much, but see that's the thing. I mean, there's really, that next young level, and I think is not really there. I mean, Landon right. no, Donovan. That's fair enough. Be, yeah, Landon Donovan. If he but, his coach gets an MLS yeah, one, he's probably a little probably early. Not Pablo Mastrani. Maybe, but he, you know, you, I'm not not that I wouldn't take Marsh if Marsh was available. Because uh, Leeds is struggling at the moment, and we know how notoriously quick uh, European triggers are when it comes to coaches. Uh, I would take him in a heartbeat because I think Marsh is fabulous, which is crazy because he's a his brand of soccer is really fun to watch. But if you would have saw, if you remember him as a player, man, he was uh, he was a hard man. He was not the mm-hmm. he was not the number ten, you know. Uh, 
but his football is fun to watch. So, one that I have heard that's out there and could make sense with what his contract is is Guardiola. Wow, that would be something. Guardiola has said more often than not, his next job is not another team. Yeah. And And the nice thing for Pep, Pep, if he was, say, in our world, he becomes U.S. national team coach, is he can walk wherever they base him. You know, he can walk down the street and go to a pub and go to a a cop shop or whatever, and he's not going to get hounded like he would in England or in Spain, you know. Uh, Because you can do that. That's the nice thing about the U.S., why it might be an attractive place, is you have some anonymity if you choose, you know. Yeah. Which, for a lot of those guys, is like, oh, yeah, it'd be great. At this point, do you think someone like him would? Would be uh maybe because you know would be be that quiet because I mean he's been at big clubs for a long time and yeah. it's not like we're in this time where the the sport is very well seen. I mean I'm sure there's parts of like New York City where he can go and no he's just a tall he's just I think he's tall I don't I've yeah. never seen how tall he actually is he's just a Spanish guy yeah. For him, though, he gets so – he's so intense. You know, you see it when they were – you know, can you compare him to Klopp. Klopp embraces all the challenges like, oh, yeah, this is just more fun. You know, he loves it. He he doesn't seem bothered by it. Now, he might, but he – but that's something that's just personality. He's like, oh, yeah, this is great, man. You know, well, what about the pressure? He goes, pressure? I don't have pressure. You know, I get paid well. I'm doing this. It's great. I'm having a great time. But Pep, he's so – you could just see when the games are tight that how intense he gets. And, and you're just like, God, dude, you got to take a minute. You you know, relax. I think that's why he ended up – he tends to – I mean, he stayed at Man City a long time, longer than, yeah. you know. He tends to move after so many years because – not that he's worn out as welcome. I just think he needs a breather and, you know, take on a new project. I think that resets his – his clock back at zero, and then he can go and go and go. Well, and Klopp is still young. He's just 50. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for coaches, yeah, he's he's hitting his prime as a coach. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Yeah. And you're not too – and um, Klopp is – well, he's a little younger than you, which is – not a surprise, but he's six four. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I didn't a... realize. Well, Klopp a... is... Yeah. That's the he, thing in Europe. He dwarfs Van Dyke, and right. Van Dyke's a big dude. The one thing you see the difference between English or European soccer and U.S. soccer, not talent or anything like yeah. that, but you notice the they get first pick. So they have, you get big guys that play football, you know, big soccer players. And here, soccer doesn't always get first pick. So mm-hmm. you get the, you get the, the little guys. And, I, and that's not bad. I mean, there's been great little players all over the world. Uh, and that's not a knock, but, you know, you don't have a lot of those Walker Zimmerman, just big beast players, you know. Or you don't have many six four, six five soccer players. You, I mean, we have a few, but not like compared to, you know, Vinny Jones. If he was born in the USA, would have been a, a a gridiron football player, you know, just by you know culture and whatever. You know, yeah. say he was Heck, born. Ronkin would have been. Ronkin right. would have been six feet. I mean, of course he's. Ronnie's still young too. Jesus. Yeah, like that guy. He doesn't count. He doesn't count because he he's like he's like Pete Carroll. He doesn't. He gets older, but he stays the same. You know, Pete Carroll is a great. If you want to see how am I going to potentially how will I be when I get to be in my seventies? Look at Pete Carroll. I mean, the guy's seventy, maybe seventy, seventy-one. If but he just is a. All the energy, 
And he's just so, oh, yeah. you know, life is great, man. <laughs> and uh, if anything, the Russell Wilson trade has done for the Seahawks, it's proved that, uh, yeah, Pete knows what he's doing because Russ, I know he's got a sore shoulder, but uh, Russ is really struggling uh, at Denver. Oh, yeah. And sorry, I can't say I'm that upset about it because, you know. <laughs> no, because I think, uh, I think, think a lot of people i mean the sounders or sounders seahawks i think kept it under wraps really well but i think he'd kind of wore out his welcome here uh a little oh, bit. Yeah. i think he started to believe the hype like no i'm the best player you know i think and i think that super bowl where they threw the in he threw the interception at the one yard line i think that's him you know kind of I've, some stories have come out that's him wanting that glory you know i want to be the game winner you know as opposed to, I'm just going to be the starting quarterback of a back-to-back Super Bowl champion. Like, I need. Do you need more notoriety than that? You know, no. Sometimes a smart play is the best play. I mean, Tom Brady has won a shitload of Super Bowls, but he doesn't always do it dazzling people. I mean, he's good. He makes the right play at the right time. Uh, and if there's a break to be had, he's going to get it. Uh, you know, because that's just the way the league works. Um, with the whole break, it's funny because I was watching. Uh, it was not the Purdue game, but the the game against Rutgers, Nebraska game, and they were talking to Casey Thompson, Nebraska's quarterback, after the game, and he and he'd got he'd hurt his shoulder in that game and had to come out, and then came back in, and, and they won. Uh, because he got hurt right before half, and they're interviewing him and say, "Well, he goes, yeah, too bad they don't have the Brady rule in college football because that yeah. would have been nice." Because then I think it was right after the 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 tackle, the sack, which they gave him roughing the passer because he tackled him too hard. It's like oh, you you got, it. and then the whole Aikman uh, take the dresses off, which people are making a mountain out of that molehill. Come on, man, really? Are you going to make a deal oh, about but- that? Oh, but Aikman had his bells on. I mean, the fact oh, that he can... Oh, got a bunch, yeah. The fact that he can form a coherent... Yeah. the beating he took in yeah. there. I mean, people no, don't true. remember... He was at Oklahoma and got his bell rung so bad there, he went to UCLA. He's like, what? <laughs> That and I don't know. I mean, I think he's from Oklahoma. I, I don't know. I never got the I never got that at the time. Like you're going to a wishbone team and you are a drop back passer. I mean, they they did alter their offense when Kale Gundy came there. But um, that just was not a good match. You know? Yeah. And that so, was the And that was the end of Switzer and that whole. Yeah. Group yeah. That, there. The Charles Thompson book, uh, whose son plays at Nebraska now, that's Casey Thompson, but his book, talking about that, because he he was one of the the guys that was there when it all went down, because, you know, he gets busted for selling cocaine and went to federal prison for 18 months, whatever it was. Um, His book was fascinating, because he he talks about a lot of that, and he talks about all the crazy shit that was going on. And, and, I mean, he's not, he's not, oh, woe is me. He's very, yeah, I did this. I made mistakes. I paid for them. You know, I'm just telling you what happened, you know. And apparently, old Barry liked to tip a few, and he liked, you know, he liked, he was a bit of a boozer, and then would just, you know. And the shit Oklahoma got away with is crazy. There is the, the Marcus Dupree book that there is out there. I don't know if you've ever read it. I had it a couple no, of years. No, that would be fascinating, too. Because the, there's that 30 and 30 about them yeah. recruiting him. Small podunk town in um, yeah. the city. It's yeah. funny. And, and, um, he was somewhere. Um. He was on with something, but um, Charles Thompson and Marcus Dupree were do- doing the Big 12 Network. I'm serious. And Charles does it every year because, obviously, his kid was at Texas last year right. and is at Nebraska this year. So he's got the different sides of it. 
And I've always come out very <laughs> impressed with some of the players that have come off of those Oklahoma and Nebraska teams because they're, despite all the party, pretty much. Yeah, they, well, they're all pretty outstanding they're, citizens. Yeah, yeah, they're well spoken. I mean, even I mean, I haven't heard Tommy Frazier talking about five years, but every time I've heard him do a do a me interview, a keynote speaker, he's always word for word. I mean, it's it's never those dumb players that you used to get out of out of yeah. You say well, Bosworth. Like Brian Bosworth. Yeah. And I don't think Bos would ever accuse himself of being that all that smart. But, I mean, when Bos would open up his mouth, you knew there was nothing really there. Yeah. He made a career so, as, a, as an actor in some fantastic movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I, oh, yeah. yeah. God, those years uh, were weak. No, it's crazy. Because Tommy is a little, you know... I, I like Tommy. I think Tommy was, I mean, he was, he's one of the greatest players in Nebraska history, but man, Tommy, you know, when he starts getting on coaches, cause his own coaching career was less than, you know, he coached uh, an NAIA team for like two years and they were not good, but the uh, guy I do like to listen to. Yeah. And a lot of those guys are all back in Lincoln now and they, they're on the radio, like Jay Foreman on the radio. He's just, he just is a fun guy. He's fun to listen to talk because he'll reminisce about, you know, when they ask him questions, he'll talk about because he, he was drafted by the Bulls or the Bills. He played for the Bills uh, for a while. And his dad yeah. is Chuck Foreman, you know, talking and his and the assumption was when he was a kid that, oh, he's going to go to Miami because his dad's from my went to Miami because they're, they're all front. I mean, he his his family's all from like Virginia, Washington D.C. area, or Baltimore in that neck of the woods. Uh, his dad goes to Miami. His uncle went to Miami. So everyone's assuming you're going to Miami, and he ends up coming to Nebraska because you know. But uh, and just to hear him talk, he's like, "No, man, you can't go when you're a kid going into a a program. You have to decide: Are you?" What kind of player are you? Are you, you know, because he was a running back at uh, in high school and said, yeah, you know, I could do that, but I want to play. And where can I, where am I going to make my impact? And he ended up playing linebacker, and he played in the NFL. So obviously, he made the right choice. He goes, man, you have, mm-hmm. you're a football player, not you can't marry yourself to a position. You have to just figure out where you're going to fit in the best and go for that because you know and he also talked about red shirting and knowing yourself and knowing if you're ready which a lot of people think oh i'm ready he goes you know and he said he walked into the team when he came in because 94 95 uh and he was on the 97 national champion but he looked at the guys ahead of him he goes yeah there's not a chance i'm gonna beat out any of these guys so i he came in right away and said to the coach, I'll just redshirt. It's a little different now that they all can play four games before they have to make that decision. They didn't have that option back then. <laughs> and he said, yeah, you know, because if one of his buddies that played for the team, he did not redshirt. He played, you know, but when he's getting really good, then his eligibility's up, you know. And he's like, dude, man, how much better if you had had one more year if you would have taken that red shirt year. So he's just, and he's just funny, you know, he just has a good sense of humor. He's, he's great. He's a great listen on the radio, uh, for, uh, in Lincoln. So. Exactly. And a lot of the guys end up in Lincoln because a, it's, uh, it's actually a lot bigger than people give it. Think. I mean, it's not huge by any stretch of the imagination, but I was there and it has grown a lot because, I mean, granted, I was there in the 70s before, and I recognized nothing. <laughs> I recognized the stadium, sort of. <laughs> it changed a lot, too, since I was 12 years old. So, But it's a cool city. I mean, the Unicamera was still there. That's still the same, the Capitol building. So, But it's a, be- it's a great town, you know. Exactly. Well, you know, it's – since I'm Unless having we start a rambling oh. on about other sports, yeah. it's probably yeah, which is, which, in it. 
which is now great. Just, I I could yeah. I could go on all day like this. I mean, if 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 I would have just backed it up a little bit, you would have had Stephen and Duffy's um amateur um nostalgia wrestling show. Oh, yeah. We still and might get we to do have, that. We might have to do a wrestling podcast. I, uh, yeah. Nostalgia, because I'm not inter- as interested in the stuff now as opposed to the 80s and early 90s. So I yeah. am and I'm not. Um, the, the thing with me is I stopped watching. Um, I watch a little of AEW. I will watch the individual stuff here and there. Yeah. Um, as far as WWE, I have not watched about 10 years. Nah. I I can find a stream for WrestleMania, but now that they do it over a whole um, weekend, they break it all up. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I will go in it. it the, the nostalgia that lost it, like for me, because a lot of the ones I wanted to see come through and get like their new get their recognition are all gone. Yeah. Sting, Sting finally put up in the WWE. Okay, so that was a good. I mm-hmm. saw Bischoff finally make it there, and I saw them all do the TNA. But you know, yeah, it's different. I mean, and I have a little, I have a friend that I know that did one of the dark tapings for AEW. That was actually right. in one of the AEW um, dark matches that was on TV. So I mean, not TV on. Um, oh, there you go. That's cool. On YouTube, because a lot of that's Nowadays, so like I, I can watch the um because the National Wrestling Alliance is back pretty much. It's on U. It's back on USA. So I mean, you yeah. can watch that stuff, and every often one of the old timers will come around. But at this point, I mean, Rock and Roll Express. They're in God. I think they're about ten years older. Than, I think Ricky and Bobby. Yeah. I think Rick and I think they're Robert both. Gibson and Ricky Morton. <sighs> yeah, they gotta be. Because I know late I know, 50s, early 60s. Yeah, because I know Gibson's yeah. out. And yeah. um, oh, is he? Yeah, he's uh, managing his son right now. Oh, cool. So those people out yeah. completely. So it's kind of weird. And we're seeing three or four, these three or four generations in there now. So it's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's- <laughs> It's that's interesting. Weird. So, yeah. yeah. I'm having trouble breathing right now because I'm getting over kind of a cold. I'm going to put stop on this. We'll get it out of Maybe we maybe we will do start doing an all sports show. Who knows? But anyway, there you go. Later.